In the readings today, we notice how simple vocation is, how simple the call, how simple the response. Eli tells Samuel, go to sleep, and if you are called, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. There's a complete surrendering of, surrendering of himself to the Lord. I think the important equation here is that everyone is focused on somebody else. Samuel is waiting for the Lord to speak. Andrew tells his brother, we have found the Messiah. They do not seem worried about themselves. They do not talk about self-fulfillment. They do not talk about meaningful employment. They do not talk about doing their own thing. They are focused on God. If there was a change from the approach to life of St. Thomas to the approach to life of the Renaissance, which affects us even today, it could be said to be concentrated on this focus on God. For Thomas, life was a wonderful gift which was best lived by focusing on God. Human acts were truly human if they were directed toward God. With the Renaissance, life was a fine art which became increasingly lived for its own sake. Be all that you can be. It led to such foolishness as the statement, I think, therefore I am. A little after the fact, I would say. Thomas would possibly respond, I have been created by God, therefore I am. We hear talk of centering prayer, of meditation techniques, and often the talk stops there. Mysticism can become an end in itself and not a means to God. The world wants a St. Francis who loves animals, but not a Francis who has this stigmata. Even in more mundane areas, the self has become supreme. Recently, after a good round of golf, a friend of mine was told, you really played within yourself. So the focus on God and not on ourselves must be the hallmark of our vocation, whatever it is. As Fulton Sheen used to say, Christianity means doing someone else's thing. Finally, this focus on the Lord calls for immense patience and trust on our part. Not only can we not let ourselves look inward as a way of life, but we must also realize that we are not in control of this process. Once surrendered to God, once we fall asleep, if you want, waiting for him to call us, then we are also at his mercy. We do not tell him what to do or when to do it. He tells us. In the 20th century, there were two notoriously bad musical conductors. We can argue about this uh, if you like, but one of them was Leonard Bernstein, whose recordings are known for their energy, but which are almost always marked by a consistent sloppiness. They said of Bernstein that he considered music to be an accompaniment to his conducting. The other bad conductor was Claude Debussy. Unlike, unlike Bernstein, Debussy even admitted it himself that he couldn't conduct. At one concert, in the middle of the last movement, he completely lost his place in the music and finally, in his panic, signaled to the orchestra to stop playing. They ignored him completely and carried on playing to the end. A standing ovation demanded that Debussy conduct the last movement again. It was so exquisitely done. 
He turned around to look at the members of the orchestra with knowing grins on their faces and realized that for many years they had paid him no attention and that they were playing because the music was so great and not because of him or his conducting, that the music was something greater than he was capable of controlling. I think our model for a vocation should be this Debussy, who knew that he was inadequate, but who let the music work its magic. We are all inadequate, but God has allowed us to take part in this great music that he has written. God has called us to play that music. Let us focus on that and give him thanks. Then possibly we will not only find the Messiah ourselves, but help others to find him as well.